You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 248, Christmas in the Gospels of Mark and John. You know, the last two episodes, we've looked at the Christmas story in the Gospel of Matthew, which we said was uh, the the account from Joseph. We also, in, in that uh, story, we get the, the account of the wise men, the magi who came from the east. They followed the star. Fascinating story. Uh, really foretelling the fact that the gospel was going to be universal and it was going to be not just for the Jewish people, but for the entire world. And then, of course, we looked at the gospel of Luke last week and we talked about the Christmas story there, and that is uh, Mary's account. And, and we, we speculated that possibly Luke interviewed Mary and got her firsthand account of what had happened. And um, it reads like a first-person account, so so it's 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 likely that he talked to her and was able to get the uh, the real uh, information on what transpired at that first Christmas. But today we're going to tackle the the Gospels of Mark and John, and we're going to talk about the Christmas story or lack thereof. When I was a, a Bible school teacher, um, I was kind of mean, and I would. I would, you know, as we were introducing the gospel, sometimes I would say, all right, guys, I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to find the Christmas story in the gospel of Mark. And they'd get their Bibles out, and they'd they'd flip open to Mark, and they'd look, and they'd look, and they'd look. And after a couple minutes, you know, some puzzled expressions would start kind of looking up at me, and as they would say, well, we can't find it. And I'd say, well, okay, no, no problem. Find me the Christmas story in the gospel of John. And so they'd flip over to the Gospel of John, and after a couple of minutes, I'd get the same puzzled looks. And so I want to maybe take a little of the mystery out here. Uh, I want to talk about what Mark said or didn't say about the birth of Jesus and the beginning of Jesus' ministry. This is the, the first couple of verses of Mark. It says, The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. And that's the way Mark starts his gospel. And you pretty much are launched right into um, the very beginning of Jesus' ministry. We, We hear about John the Baptist. Um, then we hear about Jesus immediately going and um, locating some people he called to be his disciples, and he begins his public ministry almost immediately. So why would Mark not include an account of the birth of Jesus? It seems like that's a pretty important story, so why would he not include it? Well, there's a couple of thoughts here. First of all, the the theme of Mark 
um, that most scholars will, will present in commentaries and scholarly works is the fact that uh, Mark is, is dealing with Jesus as a servant. And in Mark 10.45, Jesus said, The Son of Man, and that's one of the, the classic titles that Jesus uses for himself in the Gospel of Mark. In Mark 10.45, he says, The Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And this was really what he was passing on to his disciples, trying to get them to learn how to serve as well. So if this is the theme of Mark, that Jesus comes to to be a servant to the world, ultimately dying for our sins, and, and as he said there, being a ransom for us, and if Jesus is that servant, that tells us a lot about why Mark doesn't give us the Christmas story. Because remember, we've, we've talked before about slavery in the ancient world. About a third of the Roman Empire was said to be composed of slaves. It was that widespread. It was that big of a practice. And Mark was writing to the Christians at the church in Rome. And if, if this is the case, he's writing to the Christians in Rome who would understand slavery. In fact, some of the members of the church would possibly be slaves. Other members in the church probably owned slaves. It was a very interesting environment for the early church. And Mark says here, Jesus made that statement that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if Jesus came to be a servant, and if this is the theme of Mark's gospel, Nobody really cares where a servant comes from. Nobody cares where a slave comes from. You know, Luke and Matthew both give us accounts of the birth of Jesus. We wished he'd tell us more, but we get pretty extensive accounts about the events surrounding the birth of Jesus and, you know, maybe even a couple of years um, after Jesus' birth in Matthew. And then uh, Luke skips right up until the time when uh, Jesus is 12 in the temple. So, we get that. We also get a genealogy in each of those Gospels, in Matthew and Luke, that, that gives us Jesus' roots. One of them goes back through Mary's line. The other goes back through Joseph's line. But again, we're getting a genealogy of where Jesus came from. Mark gives us none of that. He launches right in with Mark 1.1, the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, if you want to do a fascinating study, study the word Gospel. Because we understand the gospel means good news, and, and it is. But the actual word itself that, that Mark uses here in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, this word gospel was not originally a Christian word. Gospel was actually a word used by the Roman government, by, by officials in the, the royal um, a family, and it was the word that was used to announce the birth of an heir. If Caesar had reproduced, if one of his wives or his wife had had a baby, then the heralds would go around the countryside and they would read this proclamation. Remember, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have newspapers, so they would have to send heralds out to spread important news. And so the, the herald would go out throughout the countryside and he would read the proclamation 
uh, hear ye, hear ye, you know, I, I, I want to share the good news of the fact that a, 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 an heir has been born to the, to the emperor. And this is not, again, not a Christian thing. They're just letting you know that something important has happened. Good news. The, the Greek word is euvangelion, where we get our word evangelism from. But this was a word that was taken by the early church and began to be used as the good news of Jesus Christ. And so even though Mark doesn't give us a story about the baby Jesus, he does use this phrase that's always used to announce the birth of an heir to the emperor, to Caesar, in Rome. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So in a sense, even here in this first verse, Mark is acknowledging that Jesus is really the true heir to God. He's the 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 true Son of God. And remember, Caesar was called the Son of God. You get coins from the first century, they have on them Son of God in Latin. So this is a very uh, uh, revolutionary thing that Mark is saying here because he's saying that Jesus is the true Son of God. I'm going to pause here for just a second. We're going to come right back and we're going to jump into the Gospel of John. But I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by the big Christmas sale that is going on until the end of the year. So if you go to my website up until December 31st, 2019, this is being recorded before Christmas, the sale is still on. All the book prices, or I say all, most of the book prices, I've got a few that um, the publisher won't let me lower them anymore, but uh, nine of my books, the prices have been slashed for the paperback versions. And I I really can't go any cheaper. Amazon won't let me lower the prices anymore. Um, So this is a great opportunity to pick up some awesome resources. There's biblical studies there's leadership, and just for some fun, my six novel series called The Zombie Terror Wars. And I tell you, I'm getting constant feedback about how people are absolutely loving this series. I know Zombies is in the title, and that's kind of part of the plot, but it's much bigger than that. This is about the war on terror. This is about um, love. It's about good and evil. Uh, there's so so many great themes there. Somebody said, "Is are these Christian novels?" And I said, "Eh, not really, but they're not non-Christian, and there are Christian themes." What you'll see is one of my main characters is a believer, and he actually talks about his faith periodically. But what I'm trying to do is tell a great story that anybody can enjoy. So if you think that might interest you, you can go to Amazon, read a little bit, get a feel for each of the novels. But by all means, get there before the end of the year because that sale will end and the book prices are going back up. So just click on the link, takes you to all the books, and you can access them. Well, all right, we we talked about Mark. The fact that the theme of Mark is that Jesus is a servant, and he came to serve the world by dying as a ransom for our sins, and nobody really cares where a servant comes from. But now we're going to move into the Gospel of John. John gives us a Christmas story, but it's not what we would expect. Listen to John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Isn't that absolutely beautiful? In the beginning was the Word. You know, there's there's a... Uh, a throwback here. John is reminding us of Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1 says, and here he says, John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, this is a fascinating thing because, again, this idea of Word is not a Christian concept at the time John is writing. The, the Logos, the Word, was a Greek concept used by philosophers. It, it referred to, the only thing I can even think of comparing it to today is if you like the Star Wars movies, kind of like the Force. There was this universal force, this universal Word. And it was uh, something that the Greeks believed and the Greek philosophers used it. But John takes, his, takes it and captures it. And he understands that the true Word was Jesus Christ. And in the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it talks about how that Word was present at creation. And then a few verses later, John carries on. He says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And listen to this verse. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's John 1, verses 9 to 14. So, where is John's Christmas story? Well, John's Christmas story takes us all the way back to eternity. Matthew gives us uh, Joseph's account of what happened. Mary gives us account of, of or Luke gives us the account of uh, Mary's uh, recollection, what, what she remembers, what, what her story was. Mark talks about Jesus being a servant, but John takes us back into eternity in the very, very beginning. You know, there was a movie, actually a franchise of movies called Back to the Future. Well, John takes us back to eternity because that's where it all started. You know, the theme of John's gospel is Jesus is the Son of God. And it's not that the other Gospels aren't concerned with that idea, that theme, but for John, it really is the, the, the purpose of why he was writing his Gospel. He was wanting people to understand that Jesus was the eternal Son of God. As, as he says here, the Word became flesh. The Word did become a baby. The Word did grow into a, a, a young man and then a teenager and then a fully grown man. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's a, a kind of a throwback to what 
Isaiah says, um, you know, God, you know, talks about the names of Jesus in Isaiah 9. He says that he'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Isaiah says he'll be called Emmanuel, God with us. And that's the gospel, my friends. That's the Christmas story, and that's the gospel. The fact that Jesus Christ uh, was made flesh, came into the world, uh, from eternity, to show us that God was with us. And we've seen His glory, as John says, the, the glory is of the only Son from the Father, and I love this, full of grace and truth. Grace always precedes truth. Grace is, is God saying, I love you, I forgive you, I want to make things right. And of course, truth says, um, there's only one ultimate truth, and that's Jesus. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But grace always precedes that truth. God always gives us the chance to come to him. So ultimately, Jesus is the servant, as Mark says, and Jesus is the eternal Son of God, as John says. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Um, when you read the Christmas stories, the Christmas story in Matthew and Luke, and when you read Mark and John, and you, you, you think about what they had to say about the beginning of Jesus' life and ministry, what comes to your mind? I'd love to know your thoughts. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment on the comment section for today's post, and, uh, and let's just keep the discussion open. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I love to stay in touch. I won't spam you. I just send out a, uh, a, a monthly newsletter to my subscribers that uh, you know lets you know what we're doing as far as uh, mission stuff. My wife and I are involved in ministry all over the world. But also, um, you know, some leadership tips and some great teaching. And you'll, because you've signed up, you'll make sure that you don't miss a single issue of my blog. It comes out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, with Wednesday being this podcast. So let's stay in touch. Well, friends, until next time, this is David Spell. Looking forward to connecting again and wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.